Do you really want your company to stand out in the crowded digital space? Do you want to get more people to know, like, and trust you with your story? Authentic Web Video Marketing Agency can help you to collect those stories, the stories that sell, connect the stories to the situation, produce the videos that you need in each of the situations, and then use the latest techniques, including video ads, retargeting, and email to deliver those video stories. Authentic Web is the video production and marketing agency trusted by top marketers to help their story stand out in a crowded space. Visit AuthenticWeb.media to learn more. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome to another episode of the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here, and today I have a video expert who's running her own event TV channel. I was blessed enough to be on it. Very lucky. It was an awesome, awesome time. I love the format that she's doing. But also, uh, our guest today has been doing a lot of cool things with vlogging. And Sylvia Pellegrini, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm excited to talk to you about all this stuff because I think vlogging is one of those things that people have gotten away from, and I think it's a huge opportunity. Plus, I love what you're doing with events and Uncovered TV. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I love your energy. I love everything that you're doing here. Um, tell me, let's talk a little bit about your background, though, because I think it's interesting. How did you get into events, and how did you eventually go into doing this video format? So I started a few years ago by organizing weddings. Now, um, I didn't know anything about organizing events at all. Um, I just happened to be at a course where I was doing um, a course to create a website because I had a couple of ideas what I wanted to do. And I met someone there asking me, what do you actually do? And I said, well, um, I think I organize events. And she said, do you do weddings? And I said, um, I think I do. And um, she she literally booked me there and then. Um, and I went with it. Um, I did that and I did a few more. And then someone else at the one wedding said, do you do corporates? So I said, um, yes, I do. And I go thrown into that. And I, I enjoyed it very much. But I kind of realized you know, Sylvia, you don't know enough. You don't really don't. Yeah, you don't know what you are doing 100%. And um, it's not fair on you and it's not fair on them. So um, I decided to start asking people what they did and how they did it. And um, I thought video was the best way for me to go. Um, as I, I love watching videos, and I thought if I do, maybe other people do as well. Um, and I, find, I found one particular event expert on LinkedIn uh, by chance and I was just looking at a lot of profiles I like this profile and I got in touch and um, he said yes uh, to be interviewed and uh, I interviewed him and I asked for recommendations and at that point he actually mentioned about 30 different people I reached out 
people start saying yes. And that's when, uh, that's how we got started. That's awesome. Yeah. And you have, I mean, when did you get started? The first um, online interview um, was in January 2014. And I mean online because before that, I did a little trial where it was in-person interviews uh, here in the UK in London, um, where I used to go to, um, I, I think I interviewed about three or four people in person. I just wanted to see if I could talk to people, if people would say yes and what they thought about it um, and then I realized um, that by doing in person I was only reaching a certain amount of uh, experts and um, I wasn't uh, I didn't want that I wanted to be global gotcha that's awesome awesome and yeah I mean so now you have what 311 episodes <laughs> yes published yeah yes <laughs> wow that's yeah, amazing <laughs> that's a lot of work yeah, huh? I'm- it is a lot of work, and um, but I really love it. I mean, I really love talking to people um, and finding out what they do, how they do it, and how and and hopefully, if that helps me, um, it can help loads of other people. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing it. I think everybody should be able to. Uh, well, everybody learns from others, and this in regards of what in field they are um it could be the same field it could be different industries but they all learn from each other and um why not sharing it uh sharing that knowledge uh, and i think well everybody i've came across they love sharing their knowledge so well that's that's why i kept, i keep going awesome awesome and um we talked before about like when you first did it with video and, and I, I love the story because it wasn't easy right away, right? To be shooting video oh, no. and doing it. Can you tell me a little <laughs> bit about that? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't easy at all um, because um, I didn't have a videographer, but I wanted a videographer because it seemed like it was more professional to go with someone else instead of just by myself. Um, I was really nervous because I didn't like to be on camera and what I did it was all the interviews were shot um, at an angle, so I was never really in the in the in the, in the shot myself. Uh, it was just like my back; you could see with it, like my back, and then their their face. Um, and um, but I was really nervous, and I was reading a script because I didn't know. I have never, I had never interviewed people, so I never, I didn't know what to ask, how to ask it, and what if I asked something that they were uncomfortable? I didn't want to put them in the wrong, you know, in the bad spot. Although I was doing the editing, uh, I didn't want them to feel uncomfortable. So I would prepare all the questions in advance, and I would just read them out, and then um, that was it. I wouldn't ask anything outside those questions, <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> that's funny yeah and it's 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 interesting because i've done so much interviewing over the years both in the podcast and because we interview a lot of people at authentic web when we're creating the videos we create documentary style videos um and really it, it's funny how you learn how how you ask the questions and when you ask the questions is as important as the questions themselves right absolutely i mean you've got to really listen and that's the one thing that i would say to anyone you would want to do something like that, the most important thing is listen. It doesn't matter if the question that you um, want to ask doesn't come out as smooth or it doesn't come out as perfect um, as you want it to, but you know, you can always go back and try to change it a little. Um, everybody's human. It doesn't matter if it's not a script. 
Um, but for as long as you listen and the other person know that you're listening to them, um, first, there's more likely that they're going to be honest with you. And also, um, if you're listening, it's actually an engaging conversation for other people to listen to. You know, if you're not listening, you're just reading a script, um, you're asking a question and there is a reply and moving on. Um, it's not really interesting to watch uh, from, you know, from an audience point of view. Uh, and I suppose it's not even an interesting conversation to have because it's not a conversation. Oh, so true. And it, I see that mistake happen so often, even on, like, I see that happen on, like, big shows, like TV shows. Yeah. That I'm like, really, you're asking that person that question? And and I'm yeah. sure you get that way now that you've asked so many questions, right? Where you're like, I can't believe they asked that question that way. They weren't listening. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's true. Absolutely. And it's funny. Now, would you say which is more important? If you were gonna, if you were to start all over, would you have? And you had all the money. Would you have a videographer, or would you be better at asking questions? Now that I know how to ask questions, it would be about about having a videographer. But if I did, if, if it was back then, then it would forget about the videographer. It's just, it could be just me and you and a, and a camera on a podcast, uh, you know, you know, it's just standing there. It does. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes. It's not important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's so true. I love that because, you know, it's funny, my past few episodes, this has been a real common theme is listening. And how, yeah. you know, how important it is as us, as marketers, as videographers, is to really listen because there's so much out there and people have great stories that we need to pay attention to, right? I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, um, I, I've read something recently where they were saying, you know, if you just stop and listen, sometimes, you know, you are on... Uh, on the underground or you you know on the tube or oh how, how I'm not sure how you call it that in the states but you know if if you um you, you just stop to, because in london if you talk to someone they think you're mad because mm-hmm. you people don't talk to each other so but if you actually stop and listen and stop and talk to people there are some incredible stories out there um, and it's just a it's just a matter of listen sometimes you don't you don't get the stories because you're not prepared to listen Oh, yes, yes. That gave me goosebumps because it's, we're missing so much with making it all yeah. about us and broadcasting all about us. But, you know, and, and listening and interviewing, it, it's so important. What's one of the coolest things that you've found out or listened to throughout your shows now that you have 300 plus episodes? Can you tell me a few of the interesting things you've learned, especially on the event side? I'm always interested in that. Well, there is a couple of things that I've noticed that um, first one is that people go through like wave of knowledge. And what I mean is that um, there was a time where people were talking to me about, um, you know, you got to know the objective of the event. And I had a lot of interviews and everybody was going back to that point. Then there was a time where we talked about apps, you know, it's important to have a mobile app. And anything to do with apps could could be um, the engagement, the sponsorship. So, and that, was moving on from that wave. Now it was is more about um, live streaming and videos. So it's kind of go through waves, but it seems like some people get there before, and then some people just catch up. And but we are getting there. And some is interesting because some people they have interviewed are not necessarily from the event industry. They come from different um, from other industries, and they they already know. They already they already there. Um, so sometimes I wonder, is, is the event industry um, there 
yet or is it not or is it just about individuals but some cool things um and i think i was i was uh, interviewed recently um and they asked me this question which i thought you know it's possibly the same answer i'm gonna give you which is uh the one thing that i have learned and the one thing that i keep with me and i try to remind myself every single day and i think everybody should and everybody um, if they have never had this conversation with themselves, they should. Um, it's about being yourself and being yourself all the time, not just off camera, not just at an event, just be yourself. And um, not everybody would like you. Uh, not everybody will buy from you, but uh, it, it's just healthy, first yeah. of all. And second, um, it's... It's that's why people will buy from you because you have you are yourself, um, um, and with that it goes promote yourself. So it's true. It's not you. You don't have always to talk about yourself and what you do and how you do it well and all your products. But sometimes some people miss out because they are too shy about that and they don't um, market themselves as well as they could. And I'm first one to raise my hand. You know, I've, I I struggle in that. Um, I think I find it really hard, but mm-hmm. I think is that's one thing I would say. Especially if you have a small, very small business or a start startup, you know, don't be afraid to show who you are and you know throw it out there. Someone will will get it and oh. will buy from you. Well, I mean, that's why I named the company Authentic Web. Authentic- authenticity is so important, yeah. and that's the beauty yeah. of what, what's going now now in the world is we can find the people that we want to work with that mesh with us um yeah you know but i do find what you said is also really important too is and i find this too often is the people i think are the best at what they do and care the most about what they do are also the most afraid to put themselves out there and also have the the most the hardest imposter syndrome or the deepest imposter syndrome where they think they don't know enough even though like you've done 300 episodes and and you know you're like oh i can know more no more i'm like yeah but you know more, so much more than 99.99% of the people out there doing video. So I think that's awesome. That's such good, good advice. Thanks. And that's, you know, you are spot on. It is very good point. It's true. Sometimes you think you don't know enough. And I'm one of them. I don't think I know enough. But why, why I say that is because I might know about how to talk to people, how to interview people, or how to collect content. But if someone had to, um, say, go on stage and talk about your expertise and your, you know, what 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 kind of knowledge can you share? I don't feel like I am an expert in, say, you know, I'm a marketing expert. I can talk about marketing because I don't feel like I, I know about it and I know maybe how to use it for myself, or, but I, I don't know if I know enough to be sharing it with others. But you, but you also have this blog, right? That you've started, and, and that's doing pretty well. And, and I, you might not be a general marketing expert. And this is where I think a lot, of, actually, most people that are going to succeed are going to have a combination of these things going on. They're going to have a, a combination and meet all this small one point. They're going to have good knowledge about five different things. Um, and actually, mm-hmm. Scott Adams, who wrote Dilbert, writes about it in his book, and he talks about that a lot. Where he's like, he's just marginally good at four or five things, but when you put them all together, he's got this unique place where he meets. And for you, it's events and video. 
um, and, and vlogging. And I think those cool places, and, and those, those are very important places because events right now are hot. I mean, I see so many mm-hmm. events coming up and, and it's important for people also to connect and have that authenticity because now there's so much noise out there. We need to come back to places to connect, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you mentioned vlogging and I think one of the reasons why I think vlogging is so important for businesses is exactly that is because you can throw your your true self. Uh, You can be authentic. And I think that's why people buy it. Yes. So uh, let's talk about your vlog. How did you get started? Because this is separate then from Events Uncovered, right? Um, Your vlog is... it's kind of it's is within is within the same companies within events uncovered um but um it's not a online interview so the the 300 episode that you mentioned are all online um people you know event expert um worldwide they've been interviewed on online so um the vlogging um started because um i went to an event and i just wanted to capture um, what it was like for me to go to the event and I thought uh, it's actually fun you know I love going to events I I usually have a lot of fun and I thought um, let me just show the world what what they see um, what, what I see and what they what, what they could experience and I think um, one of the reasons why I think um, or the combination of reason why I think um, uh, vlogs are they should be in every single business um, is, you know, they are cost effective, they are engaging, they are profitable for, you know, from a sales and marketing perspective. Um, it's a way of showing your, um, a new product or a new service. Um, and it allows to really grow a, a community and engage it like on social media. Um, it's more likely that people are going to comment on, you know, if they see your face on something instead of, um, you know, a general, a general video of, of someone they've never met. Yes, yes, yes. And well, I mean, that's important too, because it, there's some science behind it. I think we might've talked about your show too, is there's mm-hmm. the, the mere exposure effect that the more someone sees your face, the more they think you're their friend, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons apart from, I mean, I know we're talking about vlogging, but even for the episodes, um, you know, if you look at the YouTube channel, you see 300 plus episodes and you see my face on each one. And sometimes I go to events and say, oh, you are the, like the TV lady or, you know, the YouTube lady. You, you do interviews and they might not know my name. Fair enough. But they know my face. Yes. And it freaks me out every time, but it's actually a cool feeling. <laughs> that's awesome it's it's a good feeling yes and it's good too when you get the feedback right and 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 you're like oh i that's that's the thing that gets me the most and makes me the happiest is when someone takes a piece of advice and they use it and they say man that really worked that really helped my business or really helped me i'm like oh that mm-hmm. that that makes it all worth it right there it is um and then going back to the vlogging i think the first time i did it um that was exactly the feedback that I got. Um, it, it was, oh, I saw you vlogging and I love it. I think my company should do the same. Um, and just that, it doesn't matter if it wasn't me doing it for them, but the fact that they understood the importance of it um, and how, you know, obviously it depends how you edit it and what is the final product and how you want it to, to look at the end. But the fact that they took the idea and say, actually, this would work for my business because... That that made me happy. That's great. So t- tell me how you 
How did you decide you want to do a blog? How did you get started? So they, um, and I know you asked this question before, so I kind of give you a very long answer there without giving you an answer. So uh, they, how I got started, I, I, I literally went to an event and um, um, I I brought a camera with, uh, actually the first one was very, on my phone, um, but because I kept having like conversation and things like emails coming up, I thought this is annoying, I can't be happening. So I got the, I got a camera and I went and to be honest, it's not that easy to talk to a camera. Um, I realized uh, I was walking around the city um, because the first one was like a tour around London. And I, um, yeah, people look at you and you think, oh my goodness, I'm talking to a camera. This is yeah. for real. But um, how, uh, how I actually got started is someone uh, invited me to an event um, in general. Um, I, I get sometimes invited to events. So they invite me and they say, um, do you want to come along? And I said, well, what about if I vlog? Um, and sometimes vlog is not a term that all companies know. So it kind of, uh, what if I video blog this? And they kind of, yeah, okay, but why? What is the reason behind? So once I explained and they said yes, I thought I went along. And once I post it, um, everybody loved it. I mean, they loved it. And um, I got more invites. And so that's why um, I haven't done that many. Um, because now I'm kind of selecting, I want to make sure that it's, it, it's the good ones. Um, and I'm not saying people do bad events, but I'm saying that uh, I want to be connected with uh, specific brands. Um, um, so, you know, if, if they invite me, uh, if they sponsor the vlog, absolutely. Um, it's a way forward. Awesome. And, um, Tell me about like how you, what's your workflow? How do you decide what's going to be on the vlog? Um, the one thing I always want is to be fun. So I don't want it to, because it's, it's got to be kind of a, a short, it's short. It, you know, if it's a two, three hours video, um, three, three hours event, sorry. Um, it's got to be a, a two to three minutes, four minutes max um, a vlog. So uh, what makes the cut is usually... Um, a few a few factors first um what is the event about like kind of an introduction uh second is to show um a, a fun aspect to it so if there is any jokes anything that that can make people laugh and entertain people and the third one is connection so, so if you if i go to an event and i happen to know 10 people, um, I kind of want to include them because I think it's, it, it, it shows how the interest is connected and I, it is one of the essential, I think, essential aspects for our industry. But if it's not me personally knowing someone, I like showing how other people are interacting, how people are connecting because, as I say, that is really important. So usually that's the three factors that I always take into account. Awesome. And how do you go about showing how people are interacting and connecting. So if it's me um, knowing someone, uh, they, I think the one simple thing that you can do, if you are talking to someone, um, I mean, obviously record it, but the, the one thing I love doing is hugging people. And I know this is going to sound like, oh my goodness, are you going around and you know, freak everybody out by hugging people? No, it's not. But if I know someone... Um, to me, hugging is the is the best way of showing how close I am to someone, 
And if people, and I'm not forcing the hugs, let's, let's be clear about that. But if people come close and hug me, they show that we actually have a, a honest, real relationship is not for the camera. And that is important. You've got to be, and that goes back to be yourself and be authentic. It's not showing, you know, oh yeah, I'm friends with the best. No, they, we are friends outside the camera. We have a relationship and that shows, you know, come through the video. That, that's awesome. So I, I love that, and I, I think like the idea of seeing people hug is it, it does a lot for humans. And yep. you know, if it's a genuine hug, there, there's that transfer even through the camera of seeing that, um, which it, it kind of brings someone into it. Almost makes them feel like they're with you. Uh, yeah. But I'm wondering from how does that work from the technical side? Are you holding the camera? <laughs> I am. I am. I actually am. Um, you know, it's. Um, if it's a side-to-side -side type of hug, it's just like, like I hold the camera in the front. But if it's a, a full-on hug, then I literally go around and you can see basically my face and the other side like being squeezed between arms. Oh, I love that. So you're mastering the, the, the video hug selfie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to see a compilation of all those too, of all your hugs. I, you should do a vlog just that's wow. just the compilation of those. That'd be fun. Uh, man. Oh, that's cool. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, so I want to – tell me about like some of your episodes that you've done and how they've progressed mm -hmm. as far as content. So um, first of all, the length. That's the one thing that has changed throughout the time. So at the beginning, um, it used to be about 30 minutes long. Um, and, um, now it's five minutes long. So it's definitely a decreasing time. And one of the reasons is because people do not sit through a 30 minutes, um, interview. Um, and if, especially if he's not engaging and I, I explain why it could be not engaging, but, um, the, the second factor is the questions. And this is the engaging part. Now, at the beginning, I used to have my questions scripted. So um, I had prepared my 10 questions. They were approved by the interviewees. Uh, and then um, I would only ask those questions. Now I prepare uh, either a topic or a initial questions to get us started. And that is it. Everything else is flowing. It's, you know, I get my questions from the person's answers. Um, so the second, that's the second thing that changed. Another thing is at the beginning was simply the two of us on screen, but no uh, wordings, uh, no, n nothing, not, there was an intro and an outro, but there was nothing on the screen apart from our faces. Um, and now there is a bit more details like the person name, the person company, and then their contact details. Um, so there are a few more information. And the final thing that changed is I start understanding how to use YouTube better. So at the beginning, it was uploading the video and leaving it as it was now it's kind of including um some parts as you know you can see my logo throughout the video you can click you can go to my website or you can um at the end you can click and subscribe or you can click and watch the previous video or a particular vlog if you know, if, if I'm doing vlogging. So um, a few things have changed. Now, topic-wise, like before, there's this wave where people go through different things. Um, so topic is really much um, 
um, driven and generated by the user. So, um, you know, I interview you, you give me a, a couple of people you suggest, uh, you recommend, I interview them and we talk about what their expertise is. I do not um, impose, you know, we got to talk about marketing and that's the end of it. You know, if you are good at video, we talk about video. If you are talk, if you are good, if you are not good at video, we are not going to talk about that. So that's, I think, that's how it's changed over the years. Awesome. Awesome. And if, if someone wants to get started vlogging right now, Mm-hmm. What what what's the advice that you would give them? So, if someone wants to start vlogging right now, um, there is a couple of things. First, watch as many vloggers, and there is loads of YouTubers out there who do a lot of cool things. You can pick up a lot of different tricks on how to use your camera, what kind of equipment they use, and also you know um, some uh, tricks on how to make the video more engaging. Um, and the second thing is. If it takes you three times, five times to say something, it doesn't matter. You can always edit. You can also delete. So if you want to say something and it didn't come out quite right, do it again. Just it's better to always have more material than you need. And once you go through, you can just delete what is not needed. But at least you have it because you can't really do it afterwards. That's a great, great point. People always feel like they have to get it perfect right away. Yeah. <laughs> And I think, you you know, if you are with other people, you might feel that way because you think, oh, I don't want to waste their time. But sometimes it's actually quite funny. You know, you're trying to say something, it doesn't come out, people laugh. It's actually a great piece for your vlog. It's just there and there. I don't, um, I don't mind if people laugh or if people don't say things absolutely correctly or if, you know, if they laugh at me. Actually, I find it funny. So if I laugh at myself and they laugh at me, I think other people will. So I, I usually leave it in. That's great. I yeah, I think we all have to laugh at ourselves, not take ourselves so seriously. I, I think it's yep. I, I I have a hard time with people that take themselves too seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I'm like you know, if you're a doctor performing surgery, okay. Take yourself seriously. The most of our stuff it's like come on, you you're you're doing marketing. This is fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> It should be fun because I think if it's fun for you doing it, um, it will it will transpire. People will see it. Yes, and you they will have fun, and and it's more likely that they're drawn through to you. Well, again, not everybody because not everybody's gonna love what you do or how you are. But uh, the people who are, then again, they will come to you. Yes. So you're are you you're helping people now set up and start their own type of vlogging? Uh, I am not. Um, because um, I've, I think I've only done a few and I don't feel that I've mastered it. You know, again, I yeah, it's not. I'm not trying to be perfect, but it's, I know there's a lot of things I don't know how to do. I, gotcha. I think I got better at a lot of stuff, but not. But um, it's something that I actually encourage people doing. Um, if you are, especially if, if you are good at something, uh, a specific, if you're good at talking at something about, about a specific uh, topic, and you are asked to be on stage and you are freaking out. You don't want to do it like I, I wouldn't personally. But if you, if you want to get over the phobia of being filmed, being watched, people looking at you, 
try and just take a camera or a phone and start filming. Go around town and film it. You vlog in, you get in content, but at the same time, you you will get over that because you never you, you don't know how many people look at you when you walk around with a camera and talking to yourself. Yes. Yeah, I know. That's the hard part of doing I do some vlogging too and and it's funny. And people like I actually have people like photobomb my vlogging too, like jump in the background. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it is fun. And I do it a lot in airports. And that's always, I'm kind of like, oh, I hope they're not like freaking out thinking I'm doing something weird in the airport. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I, I feel much more comfortable if I am at a place, like if I am at an event and I, I'm always comfortable behind the camera, but if I am at an event and I'm vlogging, then it's okay. If people look at me, I've got kind of an excuse, a reason why I'm doing it. But if I'm around town or in a public place and there is no one else with me and I'm just by myself and I start talking to a camera, yeah, that is odd. But eventually, I'll get over it, eventually. <laughs> I've, been, I, I've only been kicked out of one place for, uh, for filming. But I was filming someone else. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, oh, because they didn't want to be on the video. No, no, they wanted to be on the video, but they didn't. The place didn't want us using the camera. It was in New York, a fancy hotel. So uh, uh, I think the, the people, the uh, other people there, didn't want to be on video. <laughs> no, that it makes sense. You know, um, it, it wasn't a video. It was like a photo shoot I was doing, but we picked a place which was a, a mall, and we got kicked out. Um, we had, okay, there were two photographers and such and such, and we got kicked out. So that was because it was private property, not because yeah. other people didn't want to be filmed. But yeah. yeah, I got the experience. It's okay. Now I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you, you got to keep pushing until you're kicked out. It's no big yep. deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, um, what's next with events uncovered TV? What's, what's, what do we, what are we going to see in the future? So there is a couple of things. The first of all, the website has just uh, had a makeover, so um, there is now space there for advertising, and there is um, is much more engaging and so on. And I think um, one thing I'm going to concentrate, and it's not like yeah, I'm going to concentrate on sponsorship. It's just all about the money. But um, I want to. Uh, that is one thing that I will be pushing out, um, and. I think that goes back to let's see how well I can market myself. Uh, so can people buy into it? Um, but I will continue doing my interviews um, um, with event professionals. Um, I will mean, I mean, carry on doing um, my vlogging. Um, but I will also, um, a, and I am in, in, in talks with different clients on providing video content for their companies um, which I am really pleased because I think they are understanding now the importance of having video content. Uh, and um, it's kind of, they see as a modernization. For me, it's just like um, you are just catching up right now. But it's great that they are at that point where they can see, you know, they're using video for to get in touch with their people, you know, to get in touch, to have that more... Um, personal you know personable uh, experience with with the audience um and the last thing uh, it's um it's an academy which um it will be in the future but that's something for an next interview awesome awesome 
Yeah, I definitely want to have you back. Sylvia, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was great fun. It's a lot of fun, and you're full of great information. And we'll make sure everyone goes to eventsuncovered.tv. If you are listening, click on the show, on the image. The show notes will pop up in the back. You click on the link. You can go to eventsuncovered.tv. And there, there's links to Sylvia's vlog as well and all the videos she's done. And you can go check out all of her hugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> right, I'm going to go watch all the hugs. But, um, and, you know, if you're an event professional uh, and you're really, really good, maybe Sylvia will have you on the show. <laughs> yeah, just get in touch. Why not? You never know. I mean, most of the time you got to be like recommended by someone else, but, uh, you know, get in touch. If you are good, then why not? Um, yes. I'm always looking for good people, you know, good, yeah. uh, good experts in the event industry. Awesome. Awesome. Sylvia, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, that was amazing. Um, you know, I'm not comfortable with interview being interviewed that much. I like to be on the other side, but you are amazing, and I love to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That's a big compliment coming from you. And, oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> and thank you all for listening to the Garlic Marketing Show and taking Sylvia and I on your journey. Make sure to check her out, and make sure to test out some vlogging and get your story out there. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.